And I want to speak about the favor of God and I want to start with my own story a little bit because I was brought up Catholic in a Catholic church. My whole family went to church every Sunday. And here you see a picture when I was super small. This is around, uh, this picture is around 20 years ago. Just kidding. I said to God, God, here I am. Use me for your kingdom, for your glory. Your will shall be done as in heaven, as in earth. I had this dream, the longing to serve God. And I think everyone in this building, you have a dream. You have a longing. You have a desire. You have a calling. But even though your wildest dreams, your wildest dreams, God has always a destiny in his mind. And the destiny, it's way bigger and broader than your wildest dreams. Because around 15 years ago, when I led our church in Zurich, a guy from Brazil sneaked in our office and said, Oh my gosh, I have a prophetic word for you. I can see flags over your face and one day you will travel around the globe. You will preach around the world. Not only that, you will plant churches around the world. This is your destiny. The destiny is always bigger than your wildest dream. I said, oh, what an amazing word. There's two things. First of all, we have never planted any church so far. Second, I'm not even able to understand English. How should that work, you know? And here's the thing, the destiny of God is always bigger than your wildest dream. Like this rope. Is this rope like this? Question is this rope too big or maybe I'm too small? What do you think? Is this rope too big or, or maybe I am too small? And the destiny of God is a good picture along your journey, history of journey, along your journey, along your life. You will grow from glory to glory, from test to test, from level to level into the capacity of God. And all of a sudden, you will fill out the destiny of God in your personal life. You are not too small. You will grow into the capacity of God Almighty. And this is a promise from God. God will do everything in his power that will grow from glory to glory, from anointing to anointing from a level to another level. Can I hear an amen? Come on, an amen. That's good news. So let's start with the story of Joseph in the Old Testament. You know, Joseph, he had a dream. He had a dream. But God had a destiny in his mind for Joseph. And between a dream and a destiny is always a journey. Going from glory to glory, a journey. And he endured 10 different tests. When I hear the word test as a Swiss guy, I start to shake. Because a test sounds to me that God is like a teacher. And I am not happy about that idea. Is anyone in this building your teacher? Not one person. God bless you. <laughs> is anyone in this building you, you love to go to school? Hands up. Not one person. Just kidding. Just saying... The word, the idea that God is like a teacher, I struggle as a Swiss guy. Because it means God is testing me, testing me, testing me. If I'm doing good, he's happy and clappy. If I'm not doing good, he's mad at me. I don't like that idea. Because it's a better idea, broader meaning of a test actually. One day Michelangelo stood in front of a marble, one piece of marble. And he created out of that marble the world famous statue of David. As you can see, my team said, you travel around the world, just put the leaf on because the most people, they cannot handle that size, you know. Uh, we are in church right now, you know. 
And I asked Michelangelo, how did you do that? How did you do that? How did you do that? And he said, it's so simple. David was always in the marble already. And I chipped everything away from the marble. I chipped everything away from the marble that didn't belong. When you're going to a test, God is saying, I am chipping, I am chipping, I am chipping things away. That means if you're going to a test right now, be happy, be clappy, be praise the Lord, hallelujah. Because God is chipping things away, they don't belong to you. That means God has promised to chipping, to test, to bring out the glory of God in a brighter and bigger way, actually. Let's start with the story of Joseph. As I said in the beginning, Joseph got a very unique robe from, the fa from his father. The father loved Joseph more than the brothers. If you are Joseph, he felt like this. <laughs> I feel it in my robe. I feel it in my soul. I am super Joseph. Oh, super, super, super. <laughs> While all the brothers had to work, Joseph could chill, stay at home, read the Bible, do worship, have a good conversation with the father. But the brothers, they worked so hard in the field. If you're Joseph, hallelujah. If you're not Joseph, no hallelujah. You know what happened in the house? Jealousy was around the corner. If you're the brothers, they say, hey, that's not fair. And there was something in the life of Joseph. He was a little bit super arrogant and proud. And one day Joseph had a dream. It's nothing wrong if God speaks to you. This is a good sign. God speaks to you all the time. But sometimes use your brain. <laughs> use your brain. And Joseph said, hey guys, how has work been? God spoke to me. God gave me a dream. Do you want to know what the dream is all about? And they were super jealous already. Okay, tell us the dream. Check this out, what Joseph said. It says, we were out in the field. Miracle number one, Joseph was working. <laughs> Tying up bundles of grain. Suddenly, my bundles stood up and your bundles are gathered around and bowed low before mine. And Joseph, one day you will praise me. You will worship me. I feel it in my robe. I am super Joseph. <laughs> so often we have a very romantically image about Joseph, the favor of God and the blessing of God. It changed everything. But the story starts actually very weird. Because the Bible says if you're proud, God resists the proud people, right? But the humble people, God gives grace. You know how God resisted uh, Joseph? Always through people, and that hurts. The brothers of Joseph got so angry, and they took Joseph the rope away. So, and they kicked him into a pit. So, here's the pit. So, when Joseph was in the pit, just think for a moment. A pit means there's no way out anymore, right? A pit means that's the end of my life. A pit means I messed it. 
I failed. Oh my goodness, I'm so stupid. Maybe you're facing a pit test as well. That can be something very hard. Maybe you lost a relationship. Your family's not doing smooth. Maybe you get a bad report from the doctor. Maybe you, you don't have enough money. And when you're facing a pit test, maybe it's your own fault or maybe even not your own fault. If you're facing a pit test, there's always one single word in you. Never. Never. I will come never out from that pit. My story is over. The blessing of God is gone. The favor of God is messed. Only because you failed doesn't mean you're a failure. But the devil sneaks in and gives you all this idea. It's over. It's done. You will never healthy again. You will never strong again. You will never have a new job, a new wife, husband, kids, whatever. If you're facing a pit test right now, think about the camel. One day a camel fell into a well. It was so dirty. And the camel knew, oh my gosh, I will not come out from here anymore. And the camel screamed, help! Help! People said, oh my gosh, here's a camel. <laughs> they walked to the well and said, oh, it's very deep. We're not able to help the camel out. Let's bury the camel quick and short with sand. The first guy took a shovel of sand, shipped it in. The camel thought, where is the sand coming from? And shook it off. The next shovel of sand, 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 shook it off. And all of a sudden, the camel walked away from the well and said, ha, 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 ha. Do you understand? The devil talks and talks and talks and talks and talks until he finds agreement. Let the devil talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. There is no agreement. There is no agreement. There is no agreement. Even though if you're facing a pit test, there is no agreement. We shake it off. We shake it off. We shake it off. We shake it off. You know why? Because Christ lives in me. Trials cannot stop me, people cannot break me, money cannot buy me, haters cannot silence me, and no demons can ever defeat me. Do you understand that? Shake it off. There's always the idea, my life is over, I messed it, I'm a failure, it's gone, it's over. Shake it off, 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 shake it off. You know why? Because the brother they believed... That the anointing, the favor of Joseph is in that robe. Often people believe that your favor, your anointing, it's always in a position. In your gifts and talents and money and houses, what you own, what you have. Sometimes things can be taken away from you. Because we are not positioning ourselves in a position, in money, in a house, in a cat. Do you have a cat? or a dog, it's always a person. And I position myself in a person, his name is Jesus Christ. I wanna talk right now to those people, you failed. Position yourself not in your failure, in a person who said, I have forgiven you. Get up, be strong, 
and believe that the best is yet to come. Your best days are not behind you. They're always in front of you. Because even though you're facing a pit test, it's not the end of your life. You know, Joseph came out to a miracle. You know, God is a God of signs and miracles. Before going to the point number two, I want to read you two Bible verses. And I marked some words, as you can see. In the life of Joseph, he was really amazed. So that he prospered, the Lord was with him, the Lord gave him success in everything he did. It's amazing, right? He found favor. The next slide. The Lord blessed the household of the Egyptians because of Joseph. Do you know that your neighborhood is blessed because of you? Because wherever you live, wherever you work, whatever you touch, is blessed because the Lord is in you, the presence of God is in you. Wherever you go, the presence is falling and leading and guiding you. It's in you. The blessing of the Lord was on everything. Joseph came out to miracles. Some people found him, but unfortunately sold him as a slave. And the next rope, the rope gray means slavery. He came to the Potiphar's house. And now you have to understand something. Along your journey... The favor of God is always upon you. Even though if I fail, it's a mess. The favor of God is never leading, leaving or forsaking. It's always with you. But along your journey, there is always a devil. And the devil comes to steal, to rob and destroy. For what? Because there is something in you and on you, something to steal. If you get attacked from the devil, that's good news because the devil only attacks those people. There's something to attack. A, if you don't have any temptation, it means there's nothing to tempt. If you're going with God, the devil is always around the corner. Relationship is always a big deal, actually. There was the palace test, the test of your position. And now you have to understand, Joseph came to the palace and Mrs. Potiphar was there. Here's a picture of Mrs. Potiphar. She is married with Mr. Potiphar. Marriage means marriage, right? This side, Joseph, single. The Bible said he was very, a very good-looking guy. I can relate with that Bible verse. And here's the thing. Single, good-looking, and married. The devil is not stupid. When you are weak, when you are tired... When you're desperate, the devil knows exactly how to sneak in. And she said, you are so beautiful to me. My heart starts to boom, cha cha pum, boom, cha chum, pom pom. Oh Joseph, I love you. I am so hot. I'm so nervous. Let's have a one night stand, one night stand, quick boom shakala. And Joseph, if you want to do the boom shakala, go home to your husband, do the boom shakala. But I'm not into the boom shakala because there's no boom shakala. You understand? The devil is not stupid. Maybe you're desperate of money or a job, or a family. Sexuality is only one thing, but the devil comes to tempt you then when Joseph was far away from home, almost killed in the pit, desperate, longing. You know when you're going to your presence conference, the devil will not attack you because you're in the presence of God. 
But the day you're walking home from the presence of God, you say, ah, we are so tired, we served three days. We set up everything. That's the moment when you breathe out, you are tired. That's the moment where the devil sneaks in. Joseph was super strong. He said, no. And you think the temptation was over. No, the devil is like a wave. When Jesus was 40 days in the desert, the Bible says he was weak and hungry. The devil came in the weakness of Christ, tempted him, and Jesus said no. You know what the devil does? Goes back, waits until you're tired, comes again. You say no, goes back, waits, like waves. You know waves like the seas of San Diego? The devil's like waves. If you say, once I was super comes back and again, back and again. She puts on the, the first layer, then the, the, the rose, said, let's do the bachelor. He said, I never heard about the bachelor. <laughs> but then check this out. Then the last thing, she puts away all the clothes. Is she ugly? Please understand, temptation is never ugly. Is the temptation ugly? You'll say, oh devil, that's pretty ugly. No big deal for me. I, I, I can stand strong. Temptation is always tempting. Tempting business deal. Tempting job. It's a tempting job. You waited so long for that job. It looks very tempting. In your own spirit, it's not from God, but it's very tempting. I will earn so much money, but I have to fly often away from home. It's tempting. You have to understand the devil knows exactly what he's doing. But Joseph said, no, I will not do it to boom shakala. Because boom shakala belongs to those that are boom shakala married. When Joseph said no, for the second time, she grabbed the rope and she said, he wants to have sex with me. So she starts to lie. You know why Joseph said no? Because in his soul and spirit, he has a white dress, white stance. I belong to God. I build my life on the word of God, not feelings, not emotions, not opportunities. I believe that the word of God is leading and guiding me and nothing on planet earth can steal and rob my destiny. Because my destiny is always bigger than a temptation. It's like a shortcut. There is no such thing as a shortcut in the kingdom of God. I wait until the Lord is coming. For those people who failed, I have good news for you. Get up, receive your forgiveness and don't do it again. Just don't do it again. Whatever you've done, don't do it again. But Joseph said, I'm a Hebrew guy. I belong to the family of God. And I am holy. You are holy. You are forgiven. The grace of God is bigger than all your circumstances. You have to understand along your journey, the devil is not stupid. He knows exactly where to attack you when you're tired, weary, broken, desperate, and alone. I position myself. I'm stronger in the Lord than all my circumstances. And I believe and I trust that God knows what I need the most. I believe the burden of my heart. The test number three, that's actually a crazy test, is actually the prison test. The prison test, I don't understand. Because Joseph was 13 years in the prison because he said no to the boom shakala. Have you ever been faithful 
Instead of an upgrade, you're receiving a downgrade. So God, is this the benefit of being obedient? I gave all the money to a church fund or whatever, and there's no upgrade. It looks like a downgrade. Here in that story, it's like a downgrade. And we never speak about that, you know. And I said to God, why has Joseph been for 13 years in the prison? Listen to me. There are areas in our lives where God tr tries to chip, tries to chip things away, but it seems that the stone is so hard and it took God so much energy, so much work to chip it away. Because Joseph, he had some gifts and abilities and everyone in this building, God has given you talents and gifts and abilities. But you have to understand, we are gifted to be a blessing for other people, to make the kingdom of God stronger. It's never about me, myself, and I. It's always about his name, his kingdom, his glory. Less of me, more of him. When Joseph was in the prison, there were two guys that had a dream. They approached Joseph. Joseph, we had a dream, and we know you have the ability, the gifts from God to understand what is the dream all about. Joseph said, yeah, that's easy. I know what is the dream all about. After Joseph explained them the dream, Check out the lyrics in the life of Joseph in the prison. This is what the dream means, Joseph said. And please remember me and do me a favor. When things go well for you, mention me to Pharaoh. So might let me out, me out of this place, for I was kidnapped from my homeland. I am, but I do you see something? It's me, myself, and I. I, myself, and me. And me, myself, and I. And I, myself, and me. And me, myself, and I. And I, myself, and me. And me, myself, and I. My house, my car, my Harley, my kids, my job, my anointing, my church, my ministry, my dog, my cat, my America, my Donald Trump. It's me, myself, and I. I, myself, and me. And me, myself, and I. And even though Joseph was strong... But there was still something in the prison, was still in him. I am Joseph. The me, myself, and I, it's the hardest thing for God to chip away from us. Because often we are afraid if I surrender my whole entire life to the kingdom of God. What's about my dreams, my longings, my desires, my abilities, my dreams? You have to understand the day we received Jesus Christ, we said, Christ, I'm not living longer for myself. I lay down everything, my money, my wife, my kids, everything belongs to you. This was a declaration, right? But often we make a declaration and after we make the declaration, we take it back again. Going home, me, myself, and I. I, myself, and me. The day we got baptized, we said, my old me, my old my, and I, it's buried, right? I get up from the water as a new creation, and I want to serve God from the bottom of my heart. This is a declaration we made in the beginning, right? It's not about me, myself, and I. It's about him 
and his kingdom and his glory and his name. Less of me, more of him. Less of me, more of him. 13 years, flipping 13 years, God was chipping, chipping 13 years. The me, myself, and I question. There was no space for God, right? He was already occupied with me, myself, and I. No space for God. God was Joseph, I would love to live in you, but me, myself, and I is already there. There's no space for God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Make room for the kingdom of God. Make room for the kingdom of God. Now you have to understand the day you really surrender everything in your soul, in your spirit, with your own body to God, is the day where God promotes you. There's a day when God promotes you. 13 years later, Pharaoh had a dream. 13 years later, check out the lyrics, the words. Then Joseph said to Pharaoh, God has revealed to Pharaoh what he is about to do. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Check this out. Not one word, me, myself, and I anymore. The day you really understand in your spirit it's less of me, more of him. That's the day when God promotes you in every area of your life. When you're weak, he is strong. And say, no more of me, more of him. It's a day when God promotes you. Overnight, overnight, Joseph came out from prison. Overnight, overnight, became number two in Egypt. This was the destiny that God had in mind for Joseph. As you can see, is this now too small? Along the journey, from test to test, Joseph grew into the capacity of God Almighty. This is the picture when you're facing right now a test. Understand that God is good all the times, in all the areas. He knows what he's doing. He's the best actually. And all of a sudden you will fill out the destiny of God in your own journey. Here's a word in the life of Joseph I like. Sometimes you're reading one Bible verse and you can find one word in the Bible who makes a huge difference in the story. Here is the one word. The Lord made it to prosper. When you hear the word prosper, I don't know, I don't know your background, but the word prosper, often people in Switzerland, they believe, ah, it's more money. It's more houses, more cars. It's the z, right? But the word prosper, check this out, has in the Greek a crazy meaning. Means to help on the road. In what kind of a road? In every test, God was with Joseph. Even though if Joseph don't feel it, God was on the road and helped him from test to test, from test to test. Now check out the Hebrew meaning. It's even deeper. To push forward. God pushed Joseph forward from test to test. And he made progress from test to test. Because God chipped things away from Joseph. And all of a sudden, Joseph filled out the destiny of God. And here the word prosper has, is actually a meaning for you and me, guys. That means God helps you along your journey. How often you think, where is God? In my pit? Why me? Why not my neighbor? 
or you're facing a prison test, why I'm tempted, not my small group leader, everyone is tested. Why I'm the prison for more than 13 years, I'm waiting and the word be patient, I don't like it. It's 20 years already, 10 years already. You know, we have been a portable church for 21 years. A portable church for 21 years. You know how long is 21 years? Too long. Set up everything. Sunday morning, 4 o'clock. Four celebrations. We were done 1 o'clock in the evening for 21 years. How often I felt, God, why, am, why are you doing that? Do you want to kill me? But God maybe had to chip certain things away from us. They don't belong. And all of a sudden, we were able and ready for an amazing building. I want to close with my own story. As I told you in the beginning, when a guy from Rio de Janeiro came in and said, you will have a worldwide ministry. You were planting churches around the world. I thought, we have not even planted one church. I'm not even able to understand English or speak English. Speaking in tongues, no big deal. But speaking English, no flipping way. And for many, many years, I waited and not got one single invitation. Five years ago, I got my first invitation from America. C3 conference at Young in Dallas. I mean, Dallas, Texas is even bigger than America. That's what I learned, you know, if you're going to Texas, it's even a level higher than America. And I preached there for my very first time. You have to understand, I learned so hard English. And in the front row were very famous people like Stephen Furtick, just a guy, Carl Lenz, Judas Smith, Enoch Young in the first row. So check this out. I came. Hello, America! Pastor Leo from Switzerland. I hope you're doing flipping good, you know. And I said some words on stage you should never say it in, in America. Like this word. And, and all of a sudden I was so nervous. And you have to understand, God was chipping things away from me for the very first time. If you see this picture from the front, it doesn't make sense. But check out if you see this picture from the side. Now let's go a little bit closer. You can see what was happening under my arms. I was sweating like a pig. And here is the thing. I was nervous of failing. I was nervous. What if my English is not good? They will never invite me back. The fear of man was in me. Nothing against sweating, but it was too much. <laughs> and God was saying to me, I have to chip in you something away that don't belong to you. And even now, it's five years later, I preach every Sunday with a leather jacket on stage, not because I'm cool, I hide my sweating. And I want to be really honest with you guys, because often think, ah, oh, the pastor here, planted churches, I'm in the TV, I'm writing books, I'm, you know. But I have my own challenges. I have my own tests. And God said to me, there's still something in you. I have to chip it away. Until you come to a stage where you see, I don't care what people think. I know the kingdom of God is not built on perfect people. It's built on people that say, God, here I am. 
Use me for your kingdom, for your glory. More of you, less of me. Those people, the kingdom of God is built on. Right now, if you think, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not gifted enough, from this day on, you will never have an excuse anymore. If that dude with the blonde, good-looking hair from Switzerland has the courage to preach to you guys in a perfect European English, and you're laughing right now, who are you that you think, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not gifted. God made a promise along your journey. God is with you. And you will make progress and God pushes you forward. The word pushes means, means I've never done it before. It's my, my very first time. Oh, my heart is beating. I'm not sure if it works. Pushing means you have to depend that God is here. It's with you. It's never leaving you, not forsaking you. If you feel right now, I'm in a test and I don't understand what, why God is doing what he's doing. God is like a shepherd and I'm like a sheep, you know. A sheep is very blind, very stupid, you know that? And God says, I'm like a shepherd, you're like a sheep. God is saying, we are stupid, we are blind. Thank you, God. But a sheep has amazing ears, so sensitive to hear where is God heading. And a sheep just trusts, not because he understands, it's too stupid, not that he can see it, I can hear it. And right now maybe you're facing a test in your life and you don't understand why God is doing what he's doing. Trust. Position yourself. Don't run away. Say to God, here I am, like Joseph. Chip those things away from me. They don't belong. And let me grow into the capacity of God Almighty. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, team, and what we do at C3 San Diego, go to c3sandiego.com.